if I say that sounds are just appearing, um, sensations are mere appearance or merely appearing, and we touch into that experientially, or if I say colors and forms are appearing, light shades are appearing, we can experience that pretty simply by going to the experience of it. And then we may have an impression that um, there's something aware of it, aware of those experiences, aware of those quanta of experience. Uh, that's a sort of continuous awareness. That is an afterthought. That is a thought. Experience itself, the appearance itself, requires no um, receiver. It has no receiver. It's complete in and of itself. One sound is complete in and of itself. It's right on time. And it leaves just on time. One sensation is complete. It's every sensation. It's immediately uh, obvious simply because it is, not because there's something aware of it. And then it's not. And this uh, flow of experience or this flow of phenomena is endless. But again, hearing this or even experiencing it and then reflecting back into the mind, reflecting back into thought, it will appear a certain way as if there's a um, an aware space, an aware agent, um, an aware entity that sort of holds that data or holds those experiences in continuity. Um, And perhaps that's what it is that, that repeatedly brings our attention back to the mind, to thought. Because that has the quality of thought, has the feel of thought to it. Something that's sort of summating experience, apparently. That's what thought sort of does. But it's because of the reflective nature of thought that that appears to happen. The experience of sound itself has no um, substance, so it cannot be reflected. The pure experience of seeing, or I should just say the scene, has no substance, has no essence, so it cannot be reflected. So the experience of it, or the appearance of it, requires no reflection, requires no um, receiver or agent.
So when we talk about the uh, experience of loss in regard to self-structure, it's only really a loss from the paradigm of gain and loss, it's a, or a loss from the paradigm of something that apparently collects experience. But that doesn't even happen. It's never happened. So uh, it's not a loss at all. Perhaps it's a loss of an illusion, but it's a sticky illusion and it's an unnecessary illusion. When that illusion is dispelled, when it's clear that there is no requirement for uh, an apparent background, receiver, agent, watcher, experiencer, and that those are only mere thought. Um, you're free to know uh, pristine clarity. You're free to know the pristine nature of appearance, unfiltered, unreflected, undistorted. And you're also completely released as we were discussing what a couple days ago um, the flavor of the Dhamma per Buddha is release the flavor of release he said it had a single flavor just like the entire ocean has a single flavor and he said it was released so that's the other side of it in one sense there's, there's release meaning no ability to hold grasp reject no need to no preoccupation with that business and the flavor of that empty brilliance or that endlessly releasing luminosity deepens because it's seen that that's all there is essentially and it contains everything it contains all possibilities all experiences but nothing is held there nothing is grasped nothing is accumulated nor does it need to be so it's endlessly releasing and again the only thing that makes that feel uncomfortable is the belief in the illusion of something trying to grasp all experience trying to hold experience together as if that's necessary it's just not but that's thought thought makes it appear as if we need to manage life manage experience manage 
appearances, essentially, or that we even can. Um, Yeah, again, that reflective nature of thought or the reflective nature of mind. Intrinsic to the reflecting capacity is distortion. Just like if you were to look in a mirror, there's going to be imperfections. Um, and in one way, you could say looking in a mirror, say at your face, there's one major imperfection. And that's that what appears to be in that mirror just is not there. It's out here. Um, so in the same way, uh, what appears to be reflected by thought simply is not what's there. And most importantly, the summating sense of, we call it self, because it feels personal, it feels like a self for, for a while, but it's really just the summating tendency or the, the, the summating appearance as if there's something holding everything together, collecting it, arranging it. But there isn't, and there never needed to, there never needed to be. It was never required. Um, so we're free to, to simply enjoy things as they are, or know things as they are, to enjoy appearances as they are. Which is a different way to live um, because you don't have to take notes. You don't have to uh, think about it, talk about it, process it. You'll never be able to collect something from experience to use in some way. It doesn't work that way. There's nothing to collect. But the appearances themselves are quite uh, enjoyable because they are what's real, <laughs> what's as real as we can experience. So things get exquisitely simple in practice. But it doesn't mean there's no practice. Uh, though a whole lot of what practice means then is what you don't do <clears throat> or what's not happening. Summating, concluding, grasping, pushing away, concluding, Assuming, fabricating, adding, subtracting to experience, all of that you just don't need to do. So it rele releases, uh, releases you from a lot of effort, unnecessary effort. And then there's just the appearance. Appearances, one after another, 
you know, this is just an analogy, but it's like walking on a beach of beautiful gems or something and you pick one up and you sort of are transfixed by the, by the clarity of it, the magnificence of it, but you immediately drop it and then take another step and pick up another. You don't know what you're going to pick up. You can't know what you're going to pick up. But if you give yourself to the process or give yourself to the truth of that again and again and again, the release will become easier and easier, more and more effortless. The brilliance will become more uh, natural and enjoyable and just how it's supposed to be, just how it is, just how it only could be. The world of as is has infinite depth to it, which is the gift, really. Infinite depth and mystery. Not a cognitive mystery, not an intellectual mystery. But a mystery that takes everything. It falls into itself over and over and over. So earlier on, it feels like or my perceived freedom is something like having the ability to know clearly enough to get what you want or know, see clearly enough to arrange things the right way um, to make life satisfying. But that, that is completely based in a, a certain kind of distortion. What freedom really ends up being is freedom from the illusion, the underlying illusion of um, agency that makes it necessary to even think that way. To see that that, that illusion of agency is not intrinsic to experience. And it's not necessary.
one way this simplifies, um, this is a bit of just like a detail, but in the, in the sense field, specifically in the visual sense, it becomes so simple that there's no sense of uh, an apparatus of seeing at all. In the, in the, even the word appearance insinuates that there's something appearing to something else, but um, it's simpler than that. All apparent experience and action and arising and dissolving and so forth are all afterthoughts. The color stands on its own. has no location. And is not part of any apparatus of sensing. Nor is it emanating from a sense object. I mean, the Heart Sutra really is the go-to for this. And this, this realization applies to everything. So if it's, a, if it's an emotion, <clears throat> if it's a sensation in the body, um, well, any emotion, any experience, even a very personal feeling experience will have uh, at its core sensation. Find that non-dualistic um, nature and the sensation. Notice there's no perceiver of sensation, no receiver of sensation. There's not even a sensing uh, apparatus or an active sensing. So everything is allowed here, every experience possible, personal, impersonal, clear, distorted. As long as we commit to uh, orienting to only the actual, not what we add to it, uh, all of this will clarify on its own.
we can go to any sense and ask, are we adding or subtracting at all? Notice what you feel. Notice maybe the sensation of the breath. And just feel that, just have that be the only experience. Let that be the, the uh, center of, of your interest, that sensation only. And just ask, what is there when I don't add to this experience and I don't subtract from this experience? And then there is just what's there. And then be patient. If you feel impatient, you're probably, your attention's probably in your mind. Like it's not happening fast enough. When's this gonna happen? When's that gonna happen? Just remind yourself that's a thought. <clears throat> if you need to have attention in that mind space for a while to let it settle, so be it. In the same way, we can just uh, add, um, excuse me, ask, what, what, what is it when I don't add or subtract here? Even in that space of uh, I or the space of the mind or consciousness. And just watch it settle a bit. What is this when I don't push or pull? And then when the mind calms, just return to the sensation. Wherever your attention's called in the body, maybe the chest, the gut, head or neck. And notice just the purity of that sensation. And you can ask, what is this like right now? Without experiencing it from any distance. It's just pure sensation. What is this sensation when I don't add a narrative, an analysis, I don't wonder about the cause of it.
what is this sensation like when I don't subtract from it? I don't try to get away from it, shy away. I don't try to dissolve it, change it. when I experience it just as it is. When is the sensed only the sensed? When there's no illusion of someone who owns it, suffers from it, tries to figure out what to do with it, then it's just the sensed. When there's no appearance of something making distance to perceive it. It's just the sensed. And there's nothing describing it, the qualities of it, labeling it. It's just the sensed. When there's nothing adding an imagine, uh, imagined aspect to it, a visual image, a location. When that's not happening, it's just the sensed. It never needs to be more than this, and it never needs to be less than this. So with a, with a sensation, there's no need uh, really to practice in any other way. The experience will spontaneously clarify and spontaneously release.
Now, even in the sense field, uh, the body sense, even if we feel restlessness, which will definitely come with practice at some point, um, and it can happen at different times of the of your daily cycle. <clears throat> but if you feel energetic restlessness or restlessness, um, the same thing applies. Just see, am I adding anything to this? Subtracting anything from it? Maybe it helps to move the body intuitively, whatever, but um, it's still a sensation. What, what often happens is we have a lot more uh, interpretations or tags tied to that sensation than we might uh, to, to a simple, calm sensation. So we can still investigate when there's that restlessness. If it had a voice, it would say, got to move, got to do something, can't handle this, don't want to sit still any longer, whatever. Um, but that's thought, right? These are interpretations. Go to the sensation. If it's there, investigate it. Can I feel this without adding or subtracting to it? Adding to it or subtracting from it. Can I feel this not from a distance? Can I know this experience without interpretation? And if it's really difficult, um, it can be helpful just to look at the interpretations that are there. What are my interpretations of this? You may find things like, I can't handle it, it's too much, it's overwhelming, can't sit still this long, got to do something. Or it could be images of things that you need to take care of or address, or things that could go wrong, etc. Notice this is mind stuff. Restlessness won't necessarily calm down right away, but it will calm down over time. And you may notice that the felt, what is felt, may be dynamic. Sometimes it's still uh, um, static, sometimes it's quite dynamic but it can still be just the felt, just the sensation. One thing that's interesting about this is what can make this so difficult um, is actually that sense of the watcher, the sense of the, the one standing apart from experience that has to do something about it or manage it or mitigate it. The discord between that and the energy itself or the sensation itself can be intense when there's a lot of dynamism in the in the sensations. But when that collapses, it may be much more um, tolerable than you'd expect, even if it compels body movement and so forth.
And if your body ever feels really unsettled, that all of that's not work working and it's restless and uncomfortable, um, go to the interpretation. Or you can ask, what is it I'm not accepting about the moment? And the simple truth may just be that um, I don't feel settled. I don't feel settled is what's actually occurring. My interpretation would be, I want to feel settled. I should feel settled, or I can feel settled right now, which is not necessarily a reflection of reality. But I don't feel settled is a reflection of reality. Sometimes just finding the statement of truth about what's actually happening will settle us quite a bit. You can almost use it like a mantra in that moment. I don't feel settled. I don't feel settled. The body's not settled. The body's not calm. Or even the mind is not calm. <laughs> 